This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is 7th of February, and we have very big news from the iPhone scene. <laughs> now, there has been a new key word that Apple likes to use, Ultra. And the iPhone Ultra, will Apple release a higher spec flagship model like they did with the Apple Watch? Am I imagining, but I could be imagining, I mean, but I think they actually stole that from Samsung, didn't they? Yes, Samsung did come out with the Ultras. Ultra lineup. Yes. So, I mean, we've only seen them actually compete. So this is going to be very interesting to see how it comes into fruition. Coming up on today's show as well, we're talking everything scams and how hackers have actually been targeting thousands of computer servers across the world and Italy has actually released a warning and kind of like a guide on what we can do to protect ourselves. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about chat GPT once again as OpenAI has come up with a way to check if text was written by human. Now, that is a big issue that has been happening across the world as a lot of students have been using the chat to plagiarize, write their essays and just do everything that they need to do, but they'll make the AI do it. Absolutely, and we've also actually seen the UAE uh, trying the, the UAE government to be more specific, trying to also direct ChatGPT's efforts to help advance the way the government operates. Coming up in the world of applications, we're talking everything Twitter and how they will now start charging businesses $1,000 per month if they want their gold check marks. Lots and lots is in store right here on today's show, so keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. The latest tech talked. It's future talk. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about a new keyword that Apple has been using ever since uh, the release of the new Apple Watch, which is Ultra. Now, the iPhone Ultra. Well, we have iPhone Pro, iPhone Pro Max. So why would we need an Ultra? What? The question is, O'Neill, will Apple release a higher spec flagship model? Now, the Pro model actually may lose its place as a top device in the company's smartphone range. Now, let me tell you something. Once an Ultra does come out, best believe people will be buying it. Absolutely. Now, we've actually seen with the Apple Watch Ultra, it was kind of meant for the elite of people who are interested in sports, elite athletes, those who want something that is very sturdy. And so they actually may just add a higher end phone uh, to their list of models so that they can kind of join or create that ecosystem with their Apple Watch Ultra. So Ultra is a name that they give to the top end version of the Apple Watch that was actually introduced last year. And the rumor comes after Apple chief executive Tim Cook recently said that consumers would be willing to pay more for their smartphone if the opportunity was there. He actually came out in a statement last week and he said that he thinks people are willing to really stretch to get the best they can afford in that category. And he also said the iPhones are integral to people's lives given the many functions that they perform from payments to health data. And so he's not fully wrong about it, but also iPhones are already expensive. How much of a 
price hike are we looking at? That is the question that we should be thinking of. Yes, and again, ladies and gentlemen, we already do know that Apple does sell the Pro and Pro Max models as its top-tier models, and they do have, when it does come to the iPhone 14, a dynamic island, which was a new feature, and an always-on display, just like it does have on the new Apple Watch, uh, the newer Apple Watch models, and also an A16 Bionic chip and the more powerful Pro camera system. But instead of renaming the Pro Max the Ultra, Apple could actually add a higher-end iPhone above both the Pro models, and the new model could be ready in time for the 2024 release from Apple. So a new top-tier model would probably be dif differentiated from or through further camera improvements, a faster chip, and maybe even a larger display with also the possibility of dropping the charging point or charging port which in my opinion wouldn't be the smartest thing now i don't know how big we need our phones to be now a larger <laughs> display our pro max is already pretty big and mm. uh if you're gonna go any bigger might as well just get an ipad or an ipad mini so it, i don't understand um, the appeal of an ultra and how fast do we need a phone to go so uh, what i'm thinking is that apple might start you know toggling mm -hmm. uh you know or downgrading the iphone pro max mm. or the iphone pros and uh you know launching the ultra launching the ultra or you know just like i said you know throttling them down and then making it seem as as if the ultras are amazing or in the pros should have had that as well. Now, the latest rumors are actually showcasing that the iPhone 15 Pro Max that we're actually expecting to have launched in September of this year is actually going to resemble a lot the Android phones. It's going to look more Android than ever, according to a lot of tech enthusiasts. So we're expecting thinner bezels, curved edges. Uh, the device is set to resemble both the Apple Watch and Android devices more closely. And we've actually seen that Apple has been working on a new iPhone with no physical buttons. And so maybe, just maybe, that would be their ultra feature, if you want to say it or put it that way. Mm -hmm. So they may just launch a phone, an iPhone, with no buttons whatsoever, physical buttons. Um, he, we also do expect that the iPhone 15 will have power and volume buttons built into the device to replace the physical buttons and there are many suggestions that it's going to actually be featuring a titanium chassis with curved rear edges rather than the current squared off edges it feels like they're just switching back and forth between them like one year they launch ones with curved one one year it's more uh, of a square design so who knows let us know mm -hmm. if you had a chance or you had the option to pick between the new ultra lineup or the pro lineup which would you daily digital news Bits and bytes connect our world. A huge scam has actually been taking place across the world, and it's actually spanning a lot of European countries, the United States and Canada included. And so we've actually seen hackers targeting thousands of computer service servers across the world, and they have all been uh, actually reported by Italy's National Cybersecurity Agency, and they have been warning organizations to take action to protect their system. Now, the hacking attack has actually uh, been seeking to exploit a software vulnerability, and we've seen that these servers have actually been compromised in many European countries like France and Finland, as well as the United States and Canada. Dozens of Italian organizations were likely to have been affected, and many more had been warned to take action to avoid being locked out of their system. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, again, we are looking at, you know, hacking attacks happening, you know, Quite often lately now, dozens of Italian organizations will likely have been affected and many more have been warned, just like Omnia did mention, to take action for being locked out of the systems. Now, Telecom Italia customers did report internet problems earlier on Sunday 
but the two issues were not believed to be related. But U.S. cybersecurity officials said they were assessing the impact of the reported incidents and they are working with their public and private sector partners to assist the impacts of these reported incidents and providing assistance where it is needed. So we're looking at, ladies and gentlemen, you know, hacking, how it's been very prominent lately. And again, we've seen an, uh, an acceleration of hacking ever since the COVID-19 pandemic kicked off. And, you know, a lot of people were now more vulnerable as they were spending their more time online. But ladies and gentlemen, Omni and I have reiterated time and time again how to keep yourselves more safe online is just as a consumer. Uh, you're not a business. I mean, I'm not someone who's very important, not going to lie. But uh, again, I still have a two-factor authentication on my things. I have a Google Authenticator. I have every single thing in the book to keep myself safe. And I have, again, I don't want to say too, because again, you can't say what <laughs> kind of security measures you have. But again, this is, again. It's double layered. Double, I'm, I'm not. It's not triple. I'm not quadruple layer right now. <laughs> so uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, always take care. Have a separate credit card for online purchases. I would, uh, you know, recommend a um, refillable card. Mm. Uh, a lot of banks nowadays do have an internet card. You can take money out of it and put it back in. True. You can be safer. My, I would even go further on saying do not use your debit card online. Use your credit card if you have one that is issued from the bank. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's the bank's money. So they're always going to run after it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if your money gets stolen, uh, you know, you might as well be on your own. And again, have an antivirus. And you know, Omnia, what they say, the best antivirus is logic. Absolutely. Use your logic. And we have, uh, again, have a lot of, uh, you know, podcast episodes. You can check it out at Pulse 985, uh, Future Talk 95 on SoundCloud. And we talked a lot about, you know, cybersecurity and keeping yourself safe. And, uh, you know, we've also uh, did interviews with uh, the guys from Kaspersky. Mm -hmm. And they've told us how to be safe online. And you should be safe too. But ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a very short break, and when we come back, we're talking all about open AI. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, with the rise of the use of chat GPT, and it's been happening ever since the end of last year, so end of 2022, we've been seeing you know, a surplus of use of ChatGPT and obviously students and around the world and people around the world have been learning ways of how to use it and, you know, utilize it to its full degree. And uh, unfortunately, some people or some universities have even banned uh, ChatGPT for being used on the premises, in, in universities, yes. And, uh, you know, even schools, Omnia. And that is because mm -hmm. a lot of kids have trying to found a way around of doing their homework by asking ChatGPT to do tasks for them and write essays and, 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 and. And a lot of people don't like that. A lot of universities don't like that because it says that it kills the creativity and the critical thinking of the students. So OpenAI has actually made a way to check if text was written by a human or by an AI. Now, so far, this only has a 25% accuracy rate. Now, could you believe it? The AI is so good that AI can only detect if AI wrote it <laughs> by 25%. So the AI thinks a human wrote it 75% of the time. Absolutely. Now, they actually created this tool because they wanted to kind of cater for the parents and teachers, which is interesting because now I feel like it's no longer going to be as crowded. A lot of students have been using it for 
uh, research papers to finish off assignments because at the end of the day they believe it's like work smart not hard but this release comes two months after OpenAI actually introduced ChatGPT which is a chatbot that generates text that might seem to have been written by a person in response to a person's prompt so we've actually seen Microsoft investing hundreds if not millions of mm -hmm. dollars into OpenAI so that they can kind of they see it successful, so they want to invest more so that they can be part of that success. Schools were quick to limit ChatGPT's use over concerns that the software could hurt learning. And so now OpenAI also wants to cater to this, uh, we could say, part of humanity. And they want to actually create this new tool that can actually help out uh, a lot of parents and teachers to be able to find out what is human written and what is AI written. So they've actually created this tool where they've given it a challenge set of English texts and their classifier correctly identified 26% of the AI written text that were, he the results showcase that it was likely AI written uh, while incorrectly labeling human written texts as AI written 9% of the time, which was a false positive. This isn't the first effort to figure out if text came from a machine because we've previously seen uh, a university student from Princeton University, Edward Tyan, earlier this month also announced a tool called, ja uh, it was called GPT-0. And mm -hmm. so he was actually kind of challenging ChatGPT. He created this tool that was made for educators and OpenAI itself issued a detector back in 2019 alongside a large language model known as LLM that was less sophisticated than the core of ChatGPT. Yet this new version is more prepared to handle text from recent AI systems. So we've seen this new tool not strong at analyzing inputs containing fewer than a thousand characters. However, it is good effort. I'm just wondering, will it actually be as effective as they hope it would be? And what is going to be the feedback? How much usage is it actually going to gain if now companies or even uh, teachers will find out which is human written and which is AI written. Yes, and again, uh, you know, a lot of people have been complaining, just like Omni did mention, that, you know, students have not been using their critical thinking. And now that new tool can make mistakes, obviously, and it might not detect it 99, 75% of the time. But again, we are looking at how there's a new way, just like Omni did mention, uh, GPT-0. And we're looking at how even back in 2019, OpenAI made it clear that identifying synthetic test text is no easy task, and it does intend to keep pursuing the challenge now to me that's interesting and that's great and that's not great at the same time because again <laughs> you know you would like to differentiate whether or not it's ai written or it's human written but again that just goes to show how cool it is that ai can now text as if they are human so imagine just you're texting someone online and it turns out to be chat gpt and it's not tiny or only <laughs> 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. We're jumping to the sports news, but when we come back, apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Twitter is getting creative when it comes to creating revenue, and their most recent efforts have been introducing newly colored check marks, or we could say the verified button. Businesses, businesses who want to be verified will now get gold check check marks, but since they're gold, they have a much higher price tag than the typical Twitter blue subscriber. We are looking at a thousand dollar per month fee 
so that you can keep that gold check mark. So they're going to be adding extra charges for badges that are added to every account affiliated with the brand as part of their latest money-making scheme. Now, we've also seen that brands who don't pay the $1,000 per month fee will lose their gold badges, although it's unclear when that will happen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, again, we are looking at how Twitter keeps changing the way they operate. But again, $1,000 a month, that's pretty pricey. But ladies and gentlemen, Twitter does want to cash on on businesses on the platform by charging that fee. And again, we are looking at people who don't pay the $1,000 per month or the businesses that don't pay the $1,000 per month will lose their gold badges. Although it's very unclear when that will happen. Now, internal messages have viewed by the outlet that also did reveal that Twitter's looking to track on extra $50 a month per charge to add badges to each account affiliated with the business as well. So we're looking at a very new plan by Twitter, or I like to say Elon Musk, where let's say I am Hanny brand, right? And I'm going to have Hanny customer support. That's going to be another $50 mm-hmm. on top of the $1,000. And Hanny reviews, that's another $50. So... Again, Apple's uh, Twitter is trying to cash out as much as they can because we do know that Twitter has been in deficit for such long time when it does come to revenue. But again, we are looking at uh, as an early subscriber, you will also get a gold check mark for your organization and affiliation badges for its associates. Yes, indeed. Now, as an early access subscriber, you get the gold check mark for a specific organization and affiliation badges for the associates. And so what they've actually launched is if you like to subscribe, the verified for organizations is $1,000 per month and the additional affiliated handle is $50 per month. And so you do get one month of free affiliations, but still they're making twice, if not triple the amount. So when they went ahead and rolled out these gold badges, they did it because previously they wanted to launch what is known as Blue for Business. And so now they want to allow companies to verify and distinguish themselves on Twitter. And this will allow companies to add badges that are showing miniature versions of their Twitter profile pictures to accounts belonging to employees, to executives, to anyone else associated with the brand. And so you kind of have like a mini mini cult on Twitter. Everyone will know that you're associated, let's say, to the brand Louis Vuitton or... Uh, Gucci, you name it. So they were, you get much, we could say, higher exposure or better exposure. And so that's part of the reason why they are planning to charge $1,000 per month as a rate, but they haven't fully confirmed it just yet. They haven't revealed any official pricing, but what we've seen is that that is the main plan that they are hoping to launch within the next month. We'd love to hear your thoughts for 215. What do you think? Do you think that it's going to be we could say manageable for businesses and how much money will twitter gain out of this uh, deal that they're planning to launch as well i personally think that twitter will not make so much money from uh, you know one thousand dollars per business i mean how many businesses are going to pay that ridiculous amount they probably just stay on the you know the blue check but ladies and gentlemen uh, we want to know what you guys think four two one five i think Twitter's business model is going down the drain (laughs) and I believe that they could do much better when it does come to you know catering for the people on the platform but that's just my two cents I want to hear yours for 215 ladies and gentlemen this does mark the end of future talk for today but we will be seeing you guys tomorrow same time same place only here on Pulse 95 this is Pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 2pm